Thank you for tuning in. This is part two of the Kenny Van Dorn interview where we break down the Justin Verlander trade, the impact on the minor league system, and so much more. So let's get going right now. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. All right, so looking at what Justin Verlander was owed for the rest of this year and next year, he was, he's owed $58 million and the Mets will pay $35 million of that. And then if uh, his... 2025 option vest which is he has to pitch 140 innings next year barring injury injury i'm pretty sure he's going to do that so that's 35 million so the mets will pay 17.5 million of that so that means they're going to basically pay 52.5 million dollars of that so he's owed about 93 million so that means that the uh, mets will be basically paying what uh 52.5 million of it and so it would be basically 39 million that the astros are paying overall so uh basically if you divide that by 2.3 years that's not that bad a deal for justin verlander so yes essentially the at the mets bought those prospects and that's what you got to do when you sign these players to these big contracts you've got to know that it could backfire on you and uh, that's what happened when the mets kind of struggled this year Uh, they had to get out from underneath these contracts Um, yes all that money is gonna go on to uh, their CBT. So they're not, they're, they're losing some of it, but the Astros will take on some of the the leftover. But I mean, the Mets took on the extra money just to get the prospects and bottom line. So So let me, let me ask you this with, with this move, um, Justin Verlander, of course, we know that we can always hear of deals that happen after five o'clock. Like we could hear like six o'clock, like if we're right now, we're live at five Oh two, something could be, be like, in the works, it, it was actually technically finalized, but not made public. So we could still hear of something. Um, do you think that the Astros didn't get a bat because of one of two reasons? Was it because they also didn't really have anything else to offer? Or do you think it's their confidence in Michael Brantley coming back? I don't know how much confidence. I mean, they can say whatever they want. I don't know how much confidence they might have in Michael Brantley just based on how many you know setbacks there have been and no I'm not trying to call it Michael Brantley at all it's just what happens with injuries it's out of his control um, but when you've had so many setbacks I think that there isn't that much confidence there you have to have a backup plan you have to have other options a guy like John Singleton has been crushing it in AAA uh, I think the Space Cowboys even tweeted a, a graphic that he was the best hitter last um, last month in AAA or for the Space Cowboys right um, you kind of look at what the future holds at the you know with him, I mean, there's not much down the line, but he's good depth at, at, in AAA right now as a left-handed bat. Um, they can probably believe that they, they'll have Michael Brantley for September and maybe the postseason. That's like getting a, a bat at the deadline. If Michael Brantley can come back and hit 270, 280, I mean, he was, the power's gone. 
Um, so you don't have to expect that, but um, he can still hit for average. And that's what you want out of Michael Brantley. Um, other than that though, I just, I was kind of expecting maybe another guy just slip in there. Um, I think Corey Dickerson was a guy that was floated a couple times uh, from the nationals. Um, but I think it just really came down to that. They just didn't really have much else to offer and they didn't want to put another hit on the, on the top or not, I'm not going to say top 30 because they don't have their own top thirties, but on their, <laughs> on who they believe is their, their top prospects. The Mets traded reliever Dominic Leon to the Angels. Uh, so the Angels get another reliever. Uh, that came in after the trade deadline as well. So like Brett said, there's going to be a lot of uh, deals that happen at the trade deadline that we're just going to hear about a little bit after. So they were approved normally before the 5 o'clock deadline. They just um, we will not be leaked until a little bit after. So go ahead and stay um, stay on because we heard about the Zach Greinke trade right after I believe when he came to yeah. Houston and so there's always possibility for another trade so the Flaherty to the Orioles trade is confirmed um, so he's going to go to the Orioles the or- Orioles need another starter I don't know if he's the starter they wanted I think they wanted another um, top of the rotation guy but Flaherty is somebody that had uh, top of rotation stuff I thought he would be a good fit for the Astros but the Astros were really needed somebody like Justin Verlander and he apparently he was texting with uh, Martin Maldonado uh, <laughs> for the past two days and they've been texting back and forth 9 30 this morning and so uh, basically a lot of people in the clubhouse knew at 9 30 that he was coming back and it was just a matter of the Astros agreeing on the prospects and yes it hurts uh, yes it's gonna take a dip out of their prospects uh, system for a little bit. But I think um, like Kenny mentioned earlier, uh, the Astros always seem to find somebody to step up. Like when you lost Carlos Correa, who stepped up? It was Jeremy Pena. I know he's struggling a little bit this year, but they always have someone. And um, also don't forget about sometimes you find those little gifts like i remember a certain trade that happened um a while back when you traded i think it was 2016 on this date it was a josh fields for um some guy named jordan alvarez um that's a gift that keeps on giving i best bet the dodgers i wish they could have that trade back but uh we're still waiting to see if anything else happens but as of right now if this is all we got kendall graveman and justin verlander do you think this is enough to um, make the Astros not just a World Series contender, but somebody that can win it? Yeah, um, I, I think they're – I mean, every year you can just kind of assume that the Astros are World Series contenders. Uh, but there's a lot more competition in the West. I mean, the Angels got a lot better the last couple – in the last week. I mean, the Rangers have been good all season, and then they added in a bunch of more depth pieces. They – bolstered the rotation they got a a backup catcher um so i wouldn't just say that the astros are going to win the world series i mean we can you can say that if you want they somehow always try to find a way into the postseason you look at the 2020 year team of destiny i was looking at that bullpen the other day as cy sneed blake taylor um andre scrub i mean they were finding contributions from everybody and those were like the top three relievers along with ryan presley so i think i think it definitely bolsters it i think they're going to make a run for the playoffs. I mean, they'll make a run for the division. I think we're sitting here on a Tuesday and they're a half game out of first place. A win puts them ahead. I mean, a loss from the Rangers puts them even further ahead. So um, it'll, it'll be um, probably good for the Astros to get JV, get a familiar face in there, a guy that Martin Maldonado knows well, and, and it'll just bolster I mean, it'll make that rotation 
you know, even better. The addition of Urquidy um, shortly, like probably in this next week or so too. So it's kind of returning to what that team kind of looked like last year. Um, but I, I think it's, I wouldn't just say that this team is, you know, World Series bound uh, selfishly. You know, I, I would, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you, if you're look, thinking about a fan, you're like, yeah, they're going to go all in. But the Rangers have been good. The Rays have been good. The Orioles have been good. There's a lot of uh, competition out there. Yeah, I think this year is going to be a lot more suspenseful than the previous years just because of the amount of competition. I mean, the Orioles. And look, I know the Diamondbacks are still looking up at the Dodgers right now currently, but the Diamondbacks are are all in. Um, The Reds are all in. They've got guys like Ellie De La Cruz. They've got some pitching. Joey Votto is a shot to the arm for this young club. I mean, you have more players in the mix. And Kenny and Eric, we could be talking about the AL West sending three teams of the playoffs in the AL East only sending two teams to the playoffs when it's all said and done. I mean, that is mind-boggling. And the Seattle Mariners aren't even in that picture because, to me, it was us and the Mariners going into this season, and that's who was going to compete. And the Rangers were going to be pretenders a little bit, but they've staved off all the critics, and they remain barely at the top, but they're there. But here is what I like our position versus theirs. They did acquire Scherzer, but Scherzer's velocity and spin rate has dropped the last three years. They just are saying now that Evaldi, there is a chance that he might be gone for the season. The forearm strain does signal some TJ tendencies. Um, you never hope for a guy to go out with an injury, but now they may lose him even though they brought on new guys. The Rangers haven't been playing the best baseball. They've kind of come down to earth a little bit. So maybe the Astros are getting hot. They're getting healthy. They got two trade deadline acquisitions without doing anything in Jordan and Altuve. I think it sets up nicely for the good guys. Uh, the Mets made another – Oh, sorry, that's just the players they got in that trade. But, yeah, I think that the um, Astros are um, – set for the most part with the rotation um the question is what do they do now they were going to go to a six-man rotation and so something i wanted to ask y'all um we know that hunter brown has only pitched x amount of innings i, I want to say it was like only 120 last year or something like that close to that and jp france i don't know exactly off the top of my head how many innings he's pitched but then you have Jose Arquiti. Um, the Marlins are getting Josh Bell from the Guardians. So he would not be with the in the Guardians lineup today. But um, Wait, hold on. So, you said the Marlins? The Marlins, yes. Wow. Okay. That's that's a that's a move I didn't see happening. Hey, Kenny, where does this stuff come from with Juan Soto being the top like mine like minus one hundred or plus one hundred to go to the Astros? Does I mean like the Astros really going to get Juan Soto? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, the trade deadlines up, of course, if something crazy didn't come out. But man, like, there's been some crazy things um, being talked about the last couple of days. I mean, the Astros already have a Juan Soto. If you saw my tweet about it, uh, they have a, a pitch right in pitcher down in the Florida Complex League named Juan Soto, who's 20 years old. Uh-huh. But, there you uh, go. J- jokes aside, I mean, bet online, uh, you know. They, they, they do have their connection to me in, in, in one way, but they'll never see this. But they, they have some uh, some interesting odds. I mean, they have some crazy bets, some crazy books that they've opened. 
I don't really know what this was all about. Uh, maybe just to get some clicks Potential. out there. And yeah, it just had the attraction they needed on social media. And then they had a follow-up tweet that said the deadlines, you know, change any moment. And then it pushed to Astros plus 300 after being plus 200 a couple of minutes later. So um, overall, just kind of a weird thing. I don't think that's something that the Astros could really pull off. All right. So uh, back to what I was talking about is the rotation. So what do the Astros do rotation wise? Are Kitty supposed to be coming back? Uh, We don't know who's actually starting tomorrow. There's still no word on who's starting because Christian Javier was pushed back in a rotation a day. Uh, They're not going to push anybody else up. So uh, who's available at the AAA level to start this game? Is it going to be a bullpen game? I don't see them doing that, honestly. So um, Matt Gage is up here. It's easy to just kind of go ahead and uh, put him back down there. I don't know. I don't think Verlander is available to start. I think they're going to meet. Uh, he's probably going to meet them up in New York. Um, so uh, is there anybody available in AAA? Yeah, if you're looking for a guy to come up and um, pitch in, I mean, just for you know, a spot start like this, um, the first guy that always comes to mind is Ronel Blanco. Of course, you know, he has been stretched out as a starter, but the next time he's optioned, I I believe that he has to be put on waivers. You can't just option him directly back to the minor league. So if they brought up Ronald Blanco, it's something they have to keep for the rest of the year unless they want to expose him to waivers. And he's also scheduled to pitch tonight for the Space Cowboys. So that guy, you know, his his name is for one first one crossed out. You look at some other guys, though, Sean Dubin. I mean, he's he's done a spot start this season. He's got his feet wet in the major leagues before his last time out. He looked pretty strong. I think it was four innings of one run baseball. I think Brett would know that. But um, other than that, I, it's another guy that just comes directly to mind. If you're looking to someone to eat innings and just get a start out of the way um, is Spencer Watkins uh, traded the Astros traded for him from Baltimore. I believe he is scheduled to pitch tomorrow. Uh, the space Cowboys thing cannot, I mean, the, the rotation can always change. You don't know who's going to be the actual starter, who's coming in relief just on the tandem. But Spencer Watkins looks like he's a guy who could be ready to come up and just give you that spot start, give you five innings and just eat innings. That's all you, you probably need. Yeah. Um, you know, I agree with you. Do you think, okay, someone, someone asked this and um, I want to ask you um, because you, you follow the minor leagues a lot closer than we do. Um, Spencer Arigetti, um last year, Hunter Brown was primed and ready. Like Hunter Brown was almost in AAA too, a little too long. Mm-hmm. Is there any scenario where you see Arigetti coming up late season before the playoffs and possibly hopping onto this roster into a role like Hunter Brown did last year? Or is he not there yet? It, it's totally like it's it's a different uh, scenario. Um, you got to look back even further. 2021. Uh, the Astros promoted Hunter Brown to AAA in midsummer around the same time Eric Getty got up to AAA. Um, then he spent the next full season almost into August pitching for the Space Cowboys before he was called up in September. Totally different scenario, though. The Astros weren't looking for depth. You can even see looking into the postseason, Luis Garcia and Jose Arquiti barely pitched. I don't even think Luis Garcia made an appearance after you know game one of the World Series as it was. I think he came into relief there. I don't remember exactly, but um, other than that, I think this is going to be a different one. I think you need depth as fast as you can for the Astros this year. Of course, they did get Justin Verlander. They're going to get her kitty back. Hunter Brown looked good in his last outing. JP France has been electric. Um, there's options there, but for who the Astros would call up with those two extra spots in September, Spencer Getty is one of the first names that comes to mind, but I think an injury would have to force it if he needs to get opportunities to start. I don't have the schedule in front of me. I don't know if they would revert to a six man and maybe, 
plug him in in, in, a, in some capacity. Um, but I, I just don't know. I don't know if it's the best for his development to bring him up and not offer him starts like you did with Brown last season in September. Um, so long, you know, the short answer, I think it would, it would behoove the Astros just to give Eric Getty an opportunity, give him a spot start. Um, but for his own development, it might not be the best to just let him sit in the bullpen. Uh, we saw that last year with Yiner Diaz, who barely came off the bench. It ended up playing fine for him, I guess, this season. The more yeah. opportunities he had, he's looked better. Uh, the uh, pod, yeah, the Padres also get Garrett Cooper. So the um, Marlins trade uh, Garrett Cooper. So that uh, was somebody that was competing for uh, some playing time with Yuli Gurriel earlier this year. But um, I know I was joking uh, with a friend earlier. I'm like, well, if we're getting the game back together, let's go ahead and trade for Yuli Gurriel. But I, I didn't see that happening. But um, so uh, we're, we're like Dusty Bakering it here. So let's go back to the <laughs> rotation talk. Um, so who's going to be uh, not including who's going to be out who, pitching tomorrow? Um, who do we see getting out of the six man rotation? Because I still see the Astros going with the six man rotation. Is this a perfect time, Kenny, for the Astros to say to Hunter, or JP France, hey, we're, we want to save your innings for the postseason. Or is this, uh, do they go ahead and just put uh, Urquidy as a back end of the bullpen type guy? Uh, what do you see go uh, happening here? Uh, it's it's a good issue to have. Um, that's you know that's the first thing we can say. Christian Javier looked good his last time out. Of course, maybe the stat like the box score wasn't the best, but um, we saw the fastball tick up. We saw a lot more swing and miss. Um, Framber Valdez could start to you know piece things together again after some rough starts out of the All Star break. Um, I don't think Herkiti's a guy you're going to push to the bullpen necessarily. Uh, I think he could definitely do that in the postseason. We saw him do it effectively. I think it was game three of the World Series that uh, Lance McCullers had that blow-up start, and he threw Arquiti out there, and he saved the bullpen. Um, I think he was an unsung hero in that World Series for that. Um, I just It's hard to say that you'd push Hunter Brown into the bullpen as well, just based on you know the, the upside, the potential, what you believe that Hunter Brown is going to give you. And he looked good in his last outing, and you don't even know how you would even move J.P. France after the year he's having. Um, so when you look at it right now, it's it's tough. I mean, I, I'm glad I don't have to make this decision on, you know, who's going to be moved out of this rotation. But I would maybe assume that maybe J.P. France kind of steps into a tandem role, um, maybe just gives you if there's really just a blow up start or just you need three or four innings. I think J.P. France is your guy. I mean, you watch these outings from J.P. France as of late first first time through the order. The first nine batters he faces, no one's really touching him. Uh, he might get spotted up a couple times in the fourth or fifth inning, maybe even the seventh. I think he got into the seventh inning his last time out. That's where maybe he, he'll see like maybe just not even like a blow up inning, but just an inning where a run across. If you get three or four innings, that's just like saving the bullpen, saving one of the yeah. most taxed bullpens. And I, I think I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, of course, JP has had a you know phenomenal year. I mean, you can't even say um, enough about what JP France is doing for the Astros. But I, it might not be a bad idea just to kind of see what he can do just in a three or four inning setting, too. Yeah. And that's the thing. Um, on an earlier show, I basically said, look, JP France is making a run at at least getting some votes for rookie of the year. I mean, mm -hmm. he's been one of the most consistent and best performing rookie pitchers in all of baseball, not just the AL or the ALS, but in both leagues combined. And so now you have Justin Verlander, who you obviously in a playoff series, you probably jettison to the number one role because he is Justin Verlander. 
Um, and you have Justin Verlander, Framber, Christian Javier, and then Hunter Brown. And then I think Urquidy, my question is this year, is he going to be phantomed or vacated like he was like last year we didn't see him like he didn't show up we were like where's Urquidy doesn't he have he's the most winning international pitcher in major league history he's three and oh and in the world series and like you said JP France um I think what an interesting move to me would be is you take Brown and of course you plan on him starting six or seven innings but if you only want him to go five to save him you could tandem him in France because, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, they are used to that. And that is something that the Astros utilize throughout their system. And these pitchers, before they got here, Framber, Javier, and all these guys have actually had experience doing that. So it might bode well um, to, to have those guys up here. But to have a six-man rotation, to be healthy, going into the postseason. Look, I was at the game last night. Jordan Alvarez, when he hit that home run, I was like, okay, this is playoff Astros atmosphere. This is what it feels like. And Jordan Alvarez wanted to hit that home run. Jordan Alvarez said after the game, he was like, look, I told Jose, we have not had a good record since we came back. We need to fix that. And so he put the team on his back. I think Jordan's maturing. He's taking on a more demonstrative role where he was kind of the gentle giant. Now he's got more swagger. He's got more confidence. And I can't wait to see what postseason Alvarez produces this year. Definitely. Yeah, I think the Astros, if everybody's healthy, I think they have what it takes to win a World Series. I think Justin Verlander is just an, the um, it's just what they needed. Uh, I think the pitching staff has been good. Uh, if you look at what Frommer Valdez has been doing recently, it has been great but he's shown that he's been great in the past. And I think that the Astros just needed that ace pitcher. And so I think you had, yes, it hurts. You gave up two of your best prospects. Uh, they were, uh, Gilbert may have been ready next year. I think Clifford may have been uh, two or three years away, but uh, the Astros had to give up something f- and for the Mets to take on as much of the salary as they did. Cause they took on what I, I'm not doing math about 60. They took on 60%. Yeah. 60% of the salary. I think that's huge. And um, the Mets knew that, look, okay, we're either going to have to eat his salary and he's going to be here. And we're going to be trying to rebuild. Cause I think I even saw reports. One of the big guys said that they're looking forward to 25, 26. I mean, they're not even looking to 24. They're looking beyond. And again, Steve Cohen, the man of his word, said, we're going to throw money at the problem. And if it doesn't fix it, we'll basically sell and we're going to rebuild. Um, look at what's going on in Baltimore. It's an exact carbon copy to what the Astros did because they've got former Astros guys. I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Mets. This is going to be a trend in baseball that is going to send reverberations because your team has got. To, we've seen the product of the Astros being built from within in the strength of it. And what I love about this team, and I think this is another reason why Astros fans don't need to be worried about this deal. Every one of the guys in this clubhouse are now excited. Alex Bregman said, I got a text from JV, and I was like, let's go. Like these guys, it's like they have flipped a switch, and this is our cheat code. And game on. This is boss battle time. And I really think, look, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but I like our chances now today more than I have all season.
But if you definitely want to catch a game coming up where Justin Verlander could be pitching, uh, you want to definitely get the Game Time app. And uh, Brett, let's go and talk about Game Time. Yeah, Game Time is this amazing app, Eric. I can tell you that if you are not into planning events, maybe you just like to fly by the seat of your pants, um, you can wait till the day of the game, the day of the performance, whether it's theater, whether it's basketball, UFC. I mean, whatever events they have tickets for, you literally get the game time app. Use the promo code locked on MLB. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. And I, from experience, can tell you that I was walking up to Minute Maid Park for a game and I literally bought a ticket 19 rows behind the third base dugout. And I paid no more than $60 for this ticket. I'm telling you, it was amazing. It was a great seat. And what's cool about game time is you can upgrade your seats. Um, you can you can see like, look, if you're used to sitting in the upper deck, sit down low for once. Why? Because game time brings you that guarantee. They also have job loss protection. They have all kinds of things in place to make sure that you're not breaking the bank. And if you happen to find a seat in the same row in the same location for a cheaper price, they will give you, they will credit you 110% the difference into your account. Two clicks and you're there. Download the Game Time app, make yourself a profile, use the promo code locked on MLB, and you get $20 off your first purchase. Game Time, the best prices, the best tickets, guaranteed. And the Astros play the Guardians Tuesday. They continue their onslaught of the AL Central Tuesday, 7, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch the pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Astros. Scott Barlow was just traded from the Royals to the Padres. So that's another trade that's going through. Mitch Keller was not traded. Um, so Eduardo Rodriguez was not traded. So the Tigers need to try to find some way to get him to not opt out of his deal. I know that was a uh, probably a hanging point on a lot of uh, teams. Like why trade? He could be a rental or he could be somebody that's under team control for a while. So it just it was a kind of a weird situation there. So um kenny um go ahead and tell us about uh where uh, you write at where you do um um where we can find your stuff at and uh, thank you once again for joining the show yeah thanks again guys for having me on uh, and everything you guys do um but you can follow me on twitter at the vandalorian uh you can find any of my prospect articles on astrosfuture.com i co-host the astros future podcast with jimmy price who is who is astros future um so you can find us on any of your streaming platforms and hey i'm just gonna let y'all know if you see a van with the sticker vandalorian on the back it is not kenny it is someone that is a super fan of his i saw you <laughs> post that the other day on yeah. twitter you were like i got fans and so that's cool kenny thanks again man we 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 appreciate your perspective we appreciate your knowledge and understanding of the minor league system and helping us have a more complete understanding of this deal on this most important trade deadline um, show. So thank you so much. Yeah, thanks again, guys. And Kenny, I'm a teacher. I have an exit ticket. Um, With the loss (laughs) of these uh, two prospects, are the Astros going to be okay? Yeah. uh, It it depends how they shake out this year. Uh, If they shake out the offseason, they come back competing for the AL uh, West again next year. um, Great. I think a lot of scouts are really high on Jacob Melton who was the other left-handed outfielder taken right after Drew Gilbert. So I think there's definitely some guys there that could be starters in the future. Okay. All right, cool. Well, thank you once again for joining. I think uh, we have somebody else about to join as well. Um, Yeah. 
yeah, we'll yeah, we'll stay on. Um, Patrick Crichton from ESP 975 is going to join us here momentarily. But um, Kenny, man, thank you for stopping by. We appreciate it. And we'll we'll definitely have you back. And please make sure y'all follow him and look, engage with him. He ask him questions, he will be glad to answer. One of the one of the best dudes, um, up and coming guy here. Um, heck up, up and coming, he is really one of the main dudes, I would say, for all things Astros Minor League. So check him out. And once again, thank you, Kenny. Thank all you again, right. guys. All right, guys. Um, so yeah, this has been awesome. I, I know that Brett and I've been basically doing podcasts pretty much all day. Uh, this has <laughs> been pretty much a, um, weird it's, it's been a lot today. So, uh, but it's, we, we have Patrick Ryan coming on. I don't know if you want to do a separate show or do we have time? To set I, up mean, show I mean, I mean, look, I mean, we can, we can, cause I, I actually sent him this link. We can go ahead and we can, we can exit out and then I can just have him text me when he's ready and then we can come back. We'll have a second show and then we're going to have a show tonight after the game. So you want to talk about who I'm gives be you the best out. coverage, <laughs> who gives, Hey, you know what? I'll be here, brother. I got it. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we will be on after the game as well. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead and lock. Let's, let's go ahead and lock this up and we will restart on another show when we get Patrick in. So just look, make sure you make us your team every single day. This has been a special edition of Locked on Astros, and we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. It's been fun. It's going to continue to be fun. Eric, send us out. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in a few minutes, guys. So just go ahead and join us. Patrick Crichton's coming on. So we'll have some more. Uh, we'll we'll kind of grade this trade as much as we can early on, and we'll I'll talk a little bit about his thoughts. And um, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. And my name is Eric Heisman. He is Brett Chancey, and we are the Locked on Astros podcast. And we will see you in a few minutes. Go Strips.